What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. Oh, you know we're ready to start some trouble. We're going to bring in the Billies and Billies right away to talk about things that are happening in sports. And, boy, we've got plenty that cross the line of politics and sports. And I know that's been going on. And Dave and I were going through that for years on the old Underdog Show where we wish the Four Letter Network and other places would bypass the politics and just do sports. And now it's inevitable. Well, they did that for a while and ratings went back up. Things are different now. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting. Roger Goodell has fully stepped in and embraced the players' movement, which he was against, and probably kind of strong-armed the owners into not being for as well. And just getting back to football, the inevitable meshing of the two is on its way. And by the way, we are delivered by Papa John's Pizza. No yep. co- no complicated menu here. New. Six bucks each. For six a- for six bucks. Oh, you can get, as long as you get two of these. Okay. They're six bucks. Okay. Any one of the new Papadillas, four varieties. Okay. Maybe a medium one-topping pizza. Okay. A ten-piece chicken papas. Okay. Eight-piece garlic knots. Six-piece breadsticks. Parmesan breadsticks, brownies, oh. cookies, cinnamon, pull aparts. So you take three or four of those if you want, at least two. They are six bucks each and contact free delivery. Kids just start crying with joy when you start talking about garlic knots. They're just like, it's the only time your kids are nice to you. They're like, Papa, Papa, thank you, Daddy. Thank you for the garlic knots. Garlic knots for the pole. For the pole. Uh, I will take the brownies and the cookie. Oh no no no! Wow, no. you have changed your diet. No 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 no! I will take the uh, I'll take the um, I'll take the brownie and then the cinnamon pull aparts. So now you're doing all kinds of desserts with your new diet. No, thanks for ruining my wish. You'll do the you'll do the wings. Okay. You can do chicken wings. Okay, I'll do that. You can do you can do some bread now, can't you? Then on your new diet. Look, I find that changing to the Mediterranean diet is cool because technically DNA wise, I am Mediterranean. Right, or you've got a big heart blockage. That too. Yep, yep. It's not a big heart blockage. It's a. I found out more tomorrow. It's not a okay, big deal. Okay. It's not a big deal. It's moderate. Davey said moderate. Moderate blockage. I'm heading off the down the line. I can't run from DNA and genetics. Moderate is bigger than minor. Correct. But smaller than oh crap. Yes. And I'm not at oh crap. I'm preventing the oh crap by eating the grapes and nuts. Sometimes you just gotta eat some nuts. <laughs> I knew you'd come around. I don't know, sweetie. Doctor said to. That's right. Said it's Mediterranean or something. All right. So, uh, how many Billies do we have on right now? All right, all right. Wait, 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 you were off mic. Hey, where's where's Billy Billy Rutledge? Where Billy. are you at? Hear me. All right, there you go. Can you hear me, guys? I'm here. There we go. There we are. There we go. And then Billy Prickett, where are you at? Yeah, I'm in here. I'm in the studio, Shadow and Mike. He's uh, producing the show today. So uh, yet another hat that I can wear here at iHeart once I learn how to produce y'all's live show. Okay, now, 
we've got some good COVID news. I want you to both to react to this. Okay? Iowa conducted 237 COVID-19 tests with athletes, coaches, and staff. How many were positive, Dave? That's the University of Iowa or statewide? University of Iowa. University of Iowa. The players, the coaches, and staff, 237 was the total number. How many tested positive? Uh, Half dozen. Uh, Billy Rutledge, how many? Uh, Maybe just two, two two people. Billy Prickett. I'm going to go with five. One. Oh! One Hmm. person, and it it was obviously not an athlete because they would have specified that, correct? Probably the guy that did the pool party at Lake of the Ozarks. It might have been, might have been. (laughs) So so it's good news. 237 players, coaches, and staff tested, and one came up COVID-19. So that is great news. And I think we're moving in the right direction for college football as we, we get this thing started. Even though we got the bad news of, oh, five Alabama players tested uh, positive, but they were asymptomatic. So uh, we are where we are. Right, Billies? What do you think about uh, the, the news of, hey, not all these guys. We thought there would be nightmare numbers. They're not, Billy Rutledge. Yeah, I'm, I'm growing more optimistic by the day. And, even so much that I'd be willing to bet you an order of garlic knots that college football starts on time. I really do think that not only is the bottom dollar being affected, we're seeing everybody spring into action, but you know we're starting to see this country try to get back to normal. And while we can expect some cases to be positive, what we can try to do is risk or try to avoid the risk of the people that are at risk, right? I think I saw Josh Pascal just confirm that when they have to work out on campus in Kentucky, they have to have their mask on the entire time. <clears throat> and w- while that may be annoying, it's just going to be another element that they're going to have to work uh, work through. So there's going to be a lot of logistics to get through, but I'm growing more optimistic by the day that we're going to start on time. Uh, Billy Prickett. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with Billy here too, um, and I don't know if you guys saw this today, but the the WHO or WHO, whatever they go by, uh, said that it is very rare for an asymptomatic person to pass on uh, COVID-19 to somebody else. And you know that's kind of what what was the big scare in the first place is that so many people uh, didn't know that they had had COVID-19, and then they could infect somebody that is you know more uh, more prone to having a, a dangerous uh, effect to it. So if, if that's not the case, where you have a bunch of asymptomatic people you know passing it around like crazy unknowingly then that's got to be uh, you know some hope for optimism there too and you know I, I've thought that football season is going to start on time pretty much throughout this whole thing you know you can never tell for sure but it's like when football has such a high stake of, of dollars attached to it and you know obviously the most the most popular sport in America uh, I, I think it's going to start on time especially since we're still a few months out and things are already st- starting to open back up people are starting to get back to normal life so I, I do think week one we're going to see uh, football kick off in the fall. I agree with you guys I mean this Iowa thing is a small sample size the asymptomatic news was good I'll be curious to see the pressure of the money on how long we try to social distance at games. Like by week three, are we going to be 100%? How do you guys think they're going to handle that? Yeah, that's tough because you would want people to wear a mask, essentially. I've seen pictures of people at games during the Spanish flu, everybody mandatory wearing a mask. But, you know, the reality is there's going to be people that rebel against that and just simply won't wear it. I think that we will not see games at full capacity for quite a while. I think that may be more of a 2021 goal. And simply because I think the most important thing when it comes to restarting sports is not stopping it. 
right? That we want to avoid right. that second wave. We want to avoid uh, a shutdown once again. I think I would even be uh, more inclined to start the season late if it meant that we wouldn't stop midway through. So I think because of that, I think there's going to be some hesitancy when it comes to fans. I know there is that bottom dollar factor to it, but I think the risk there is certainly high. Now They're going to get back to it as soon as possible. Don't get me wrong. We've already seen how they've sprung into place getting football back in, right? Because these are only procedures for football players right now. It's not for other fall sports because they know this is the most important. And there's going to be a a bit of a guinea pig part of this aspect, right? Because we're going to see how they do. We're going to see how many cases come out of it. And we're going to see how they respond to it. I mean, also the players have to be thought of about their health, their mentality going into each game. It really is unprecedented, but I do think we're going to limit the amount of fans going in for quite a while. And Billy Prickett, I mentioned money and fans. While the gate is important every game, not nearly as important as the TV dollars. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, football is definitely going to kick off, whether it's at uh, half capacity, full capacity, you know, that remains to be seen. But, uh, you know, Rutledge talked about, you know, there's got to be some kind of guinea pig effect to it. I would argue that unintentionally we're in that guinea pig stage, you know, with all these protests going on, hundreds of thousands of people are gathering every single day in cities across America. And that, that's no different than it would be, uh, you know, gathering for a football game uh, every Saturday and Sunday in the fall. So if we don't see a huge spike in coronavirus cases, and, and, you know, a, a lot of deaths come in the next couple of weeks or so. I, I think that, you know, that, that proves that large crowds and gatherings, you know, probably won't be as much of an issue as we may have thought before. But all that remains to be seen. There is an article in Yahoo that talked about the NBA has suspended all tests for recreational drugs since it's technically the postseason. When they start back up again, they're not going to test for recreational drugs. So they're predicting that this little mini-season and postseason will be the most stoned season in NBA history. There will be a visible cloud from space over so, Orlando. So so my question to start, we'll start with Dave, then we'll go to the Billies. Um, will it be, they are asking the question, basically, will this be, uh, will this be a disaster? Uh, because they cited a couple of players that are known stoners that you could tell that he has admitted to being stoned on a certain night and how awful his shooting was or how he turned the ball over. Uh, or some other players uh, claim it's the only thing that focuses me. Will this be a disaster or will it look better as a stoned NBA gets to work in Disney World? Let's be honest. They're not going to take it up because they're not going to test. I mean, once upon a time, people would nervously wait for a job interview and say, it's been, it's been 26 days. wonder if I'm going to test positive. Then companies are like, well, if we test for that, we're not going to have any workers. And then football teams now, Division One. if you get four positive tests, the coach might go, okay, people are going to start paying attention with five, six, and seven, so maybe we ought to check into this. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. The guys okay. that are smoking, we're okay. already smoking. Okay. No one's going to take it up. No one's going to overdo it. I don't think so. I think it's a business as usual, except you're in, in rat land, as Dwight likes to say. Billy Prickett, will we notice the more stoned players in Disney since they're not testing? 
Where's Earl Clark? <laughs> I'm with Dave. I, I don't think you'll see much of a difference. And I know that the NFL isn't testing for uh, marijuana anymore either. So we're going to see that in the NFL this year too. But, you know, some, some of these players have the Josh Gordon effect to them where, like you said, like, none of them play. There's some that don't play uh, sober or not sober, right. however I'm trying to right. say that. So yeah, it's like yeah. that's their equilibrium. That That is their normal state of life sometimes. Uh, yes. And, you know, sometimes it helps them out. It, it, it calms their nerves maybe for games. Uh, so I, I don't think we're going to see a, a performance drop-off necessarily just because of this. There's also going to be so much an emphasis on health when it comes to this shortened NBA season. But one side of it is these players are going to be living in isolation with no significant other for six to seven weeks. So I think this is eventually the way of the future, that marijuana will be commonplace uh, when it comes to athletes in their professional leagues. But I, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to say that it's not going to happen when it comes to Orlando and, and social distancing for up to two to three months. All right, Billy's. Here, here's the big question. A few years ago, kneeling in the national anthem was a big deal. Colin Kaepernick hasn't had a job since. Several players, women's soccer players, all took part. And then the NFL's numbers dropped. And you get the sense that behind the scenes with Roger Goodell and the owners, they're saying, look, guys, get this under control talk to the networks and say, stop focusing on this all the time. We're all in this together. We all make money when things are going well. They got back to sports, didn't pay attention to the anthem, and the NFL's numbers were back up. Now, Roger Goodell is pro-Black Lives Matter. The anthem is going to be an issue again. How would you handle it, and what do you think the NFL is going to do with it? Well, it's tough. That's the million-dollar question right now, especially for the billion-dollar company in the NFL. I thought it it was stunning to see Roger Goodell apologize for the way that they handled the incident, but not mention the name Colin Kaepernick. I'd also like to see the owners come out and at least be public and voice an opinion on everything that's going on right now. When it comes to the 2020 season, I don't think that there's any doubt that there's going to be more players of both races, any race, kneeling when it comes to the national anthem. We may have to address having the players on the field during the national anthem. I think that the national anthem still should be played at sporting events, but there could be a serious discussion about the players still being in the locker room for when that happens. I don't think that's the most productive thing because the NBA, or not the NBA, the NFL really has a mess on its hands. All the spotlights are going to be on them. So without a doubt, I think that it's going to be politicized. We're going to see people like the president take shots at the NFL and continue to politicize it. But at the same time, I don't think that it's going to really shut off the amount of viewers that it's going to take to be significant if you see a bunch of players kneeling for the national anthem. Maybe tell me that I'm wrong, but that that's not going to be the issue after what's happened these last two weeks. I think there's a, going to be a significant amount of people in this country that are much more accepting to the peaceful protest that Colin Kaepernick started. And while it will be present, I don't think it'll be necessarily a dividing issue as significant as it was a few years ago. Will it be reverse division? Follow-up question to you, then I'll get to Billy also. Is Drew Brees now not going to be allowed to stand with his hand on his heart during the national anthem? He didn't say anything wrong. He didn't say anything against the cause. He just said what he feels when, when the flag is there and the national anthem is playing. Bad timing. There's no games. There's no kneeling at the moment. But are we going to demonize now the players that choose not to kneel? No, not at all. Uh, I think that Drew Brees... Scorn the hearts of many, and I think there will be some that don't accept his apology. But you can, I think Billy Prickett will back me up here. I thought that Drew Brees 
showed a lot of his character in the response that he had after he had made his initial statement. His apology, his letter to Donald Trump, I think that it was a misguided comment. And the way that he's shown that he wants to give back, and really that's the whole process of all, the, all of this, right, is the education and uh, the recognition of what's happening. Not that it just started happening, but that it's been happening, and Kaepernick has tried to show it. No, I don't think that there'll be that much division against guys that do stand for the national anthem. I think at some point we have to recognize we're all in this together, but there are issues that we need to address and focus on. Billy? Yeah, I'm sure early in the NFL season, as far as guys standing and kneeling goes, I think you'll see a lot of solidarity between teammates, uh, maybe doing, you know, everybody kneels uh, for the first game of the season just to, you know, make a stance on it right away. But I, I don't think there will be any blackballing of players that choose to stand, you know, from there on out. Uh, it, it, it's just like Drew Brees was saying, you know, when he looks at the flag, he sees it in a totally different manner than, you know, a lot of uh, African-Americans might. And he was oblivious to the fact uh, that that is why Colin Kaepernick was protesting in the first place. But I don't think it's necessarily people being mad at him for saying he would like to stand with his hand over his heart. It's rather he was just insensitive to the fact uh, that that. African Americans would not want to do that uh, for a very specific reason. So I, I think in 2020, it's going to be pretty commonplace for everybody to be on the same page with this. I, I was a victim, you know, back in like 2016, 2017, when this was all starting with Kaepernick taking taking a knee. You know, I, I was kind of ignorant to it myself, saying that he's just disrespecting our country, disrespecting the flag. There's a much better way to do this. Uh, but when you look at it and you really start to educate yourself and listen uh, to what you know African Americans have to say about it. Themselves, I think 2020, we're all on the same page with this for the most part. I don't, I don't think you'll see the NFL, uh, you know, kind of blackmailing players or, or teams or whatever, or in the hopes of uh, of not losing revenue because of it. You know, there's always going to be that that small ignorant bunch that is never going to budge on it. But I think overall, it's going to be pretty commonplace in 2020 for us to all be in agreement whether players want to kneel or want to stand for uh, the the national anthem. How, how about this, guys? I think I solved it. So a player's torn. He wants to support his friends and his teammates and the cause, but he also wants to respect his country. How about as he's kneeling with his arms on his uh, 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 teammates, he's singing the national anthem? What? You do both. You kneel and you sing the national anthem. I think, it, look, it, we get back to uh, our, our buddy down in New Orleans, uh, Drew Brees. He, it, 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 that leads you to yet another question of are you allowed to change your mind or was he bullied into an apology? And I, I think genuinely Drew Brees thought he thought one thing, he still does, but he learned from his friends. He talked to his friends for days after days after days. We said this yesterday, Billy Brickett, on the show, that we thought it was masterful what Drew Brees did, that he, he, uh, he made a statement which he truly believes in and then handled the Donald Trump situation and his friends and Shannon Sharp so well. It's just like he's one of the smartest and best players in the history of the NFL and it just shows you that no one is beyond getting their stepping into it, right? And but he was good at getting out of it. <clears throat> I don't think this goes away. I disagree with you guys. I think that this will be an issue uh, when the season pops up, and uh, it'll be weird. Look, we're Americans. We're weird. We this is what we do. Other countries look at us and go, "Okay, we're more patriotic than any other country in the world." 
the in the world. The rest of us look, and we know the numbers because they pull all these other countries and the citizens, and they're like, the one things we really can't get. You know, it's cool, but you guys are, man, you all are patriotic, man, about your country. That's what we do. The other option, guys, if you want to, is you play the anthem while the fans are coming in. If they want to come in early before the players hit the field and stand to the national anthem, they can do that. If you're extra patriotic and want to pay $9 Don't play for the a anthem. beer. Don't play the anthem. Or do it before everybody comes out there. Don't. If you want to go in onto the flag, knock yourselves out. Until this whole thing, whatever. But then some people are going to go, okay, you're not giving the platform that you did before to be able to kneel. If you say, if Goodell was smart, he'd say, we're not going to play the national anthem. We're going to play football. That's what we're here to do. We're going to play football. Then there are going to be a a section of people that are going to say, wait a minute. No, you took their platform from them. You took what the one thing they could do to protest, which is great. It's what country's built on, a simple, peaceful protest. Okay, no one got hurt. He knelt, which was suggested by a special forces Green Beret guy. Oh, my God, it's so confusing. But you can't say anything because people literally will hate you. Okay. All right. Now, let's go to Clemson. I think Jameis Winston's protest is going to now involve turnovers. Um, if I can't kneel, I'm going to throw picks. <laughs> every every pick is for the cause. He, uh, he already did that. Oh, that's right. He already did that. Um, well, all that right. explains it then, are doesn't we gonna, it? Are we – this is why I'm a bad person. Are you, are you starting with the letter A? Not with this, uh, yeah, not this only reason, but I'm a bad person for other reasons, too. But I'm a bad person because I see that uh, Sweeney uh, has to, uh, Dabble Sweeney has to back, he did a 13-minute video on explaining his what his assistant coach did oh, one. a couple of years ago, and he didn't discipline the coach. And then two former Clemson players, Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, both are saying they're challenging Clemson to change the name of their honors program and a couple of their buildings. It's named that they're named after John C. Calhoun, which was the seventh vice president of the United States, but he was also a staunch advocate for slavery. So they're calling two, not one, but two Clemson uh, situations to where they have been the darling of college football for a decade. Dabble Sweeney is untouchable. He's the greatest guy in the world that loves his players and everyone else. And the and the team is just does it the right way. They don't cheat and they'll beat your butt on the on the field also. They're the only team that's challenged Alabama in the last 10 years. And now they've so, so a little bit of me, Dave, is is like. <laughs> well, then he had to explain in trouble. his football matters T-shirt. He had that from. Oh, did he? Yeah, he tried okay. to explain that. Okay, that's so. three. Right, so then that's right. three. Uh, Billy Prickett. Uh, why do? Am I a bad person that I get a little satisfaction that Clemson has to tap dance around some of these issues since they've been Mister Perfect for the last ten years? I don't think you're a bad person, especially when we live in Louisville and we're all Cardinals fans and we've just watched Clemson just absolutely pummel us every single year that they come to town. Yes, it feels nice to, you know, see them have to go through uh, some scandals themselves. I think it just, it just proves that college sports, college football, you know, overall, there's always going to be some shady stuff, you know, happening behind the scenes. There's always going to be some turmoil within each team and each organization. And nobody's perfect at the end of the day, right? So it, it is nice to see Clemson, specifically because of us being being Cardinals fans, living here in Louisville. But, you know, you, you don't love to see it just for college sports and, and the authenticity of it overall. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page. Uh, Dabo is a guy that I would like to see tap dance a little bit more, honestly. But I, I, I'd like to see, or 
I have seen from the situation, the players continue to use social media as a way to empower themselves. Look at what happened with Florida State and Mike Norvell. One yeah. of the players felt slighted with something that he said, and he took straight to social media. We're seeing past players who aren't restricted by the coaches and these athletic departments use that as um, speaking against some of the coaching tactics. Um, I think it was Iowa's strength coaches kind of in some deep water as well, so, or some hot water as well. So uh, it's interesting as this younger generation grows up how they choose to voice themselves, and it's, it's through Twitter it looks like. Okay, guys, Major League Baseball, I'm not sure what we're going to get here. They've gone back and forth, different amount of games. The owners want to pay a portion of a prorated salary. To me, it makes the most sense. If you play, oh, I don't know, 81 games, you get half your pay. But then the owners cry poor because we're not getting the fans in the stands, although a lot of your fans have already been practicing social distancing for the past 15 years. I think the owners can eat some of the gate. And just go simple proration of the salary. It seems like an easy fix to me, but they can't seem to grasp that. Where's baseball heading, guys? I think you hit it right on the head right there, saying that you know their fans typically social distance anyway. I don't, I don't think I've ever been to a major league baseball game where I felt like I was next to you know hundreds of people at one point. Everybody's spaced out. Those games hardly ever sell out. So I don't think you're going to see a ton of revenue loss right there. But we talked about this last time me and Billy were on with you guys. Baseball is really missing the mark by, by not coming back and taking advantage of no sports being hot right now because it is a, a sport that is America's pastime, and it has pretty much stayed in America's pastime ever since the the dawn of you know the new um, to the 2000s because uh, people like me and Billy us millennials and and Gen Zs and w- whatever we don't have the attention span to sit there and watch a baseball game that is so plodding and slow and when you play 162 games it feels like one game doesn't really matter so if they're going to shorten that season 81 games and be the only sport on TV then you're going to get some some people like me and Billy that might tune in when we normally would not. Well, Billy, what were the best sports back when Tony Vanetti was a youngster, back in the early 1900s? It was horse racing, it was boxing, and it was baseball. Right. And, Greco-Roman and wrestling. Racing, <laughs> and while horse racing and boxing can still captivate the world with a prize fight or a big race, it's become kind of a niche sport. And it has lost the kind of dominance nationally like the NFL has. Um, I think baseball could eventually become that as – it, it eventually it misses out on a really a 2020 season, like Billy was saying, a great opportunity. But there's still going to be the fans in 2021. The people that follow baseball aren't going to give it up because they may not play. It, it seems like the owners have figured out it's going to be cheaper for them to not play a season than it is to play one. I think this is, that's where the kind of arbitration is right now. It's just locked up with money. But I think baseball will survive, but it, it's going to play a much different uh, much different scale and size when it comes to our, our sports in America. It's it, it's this. He just used the exact same uh, thinking pattern when I warn people college basketball needs help, and they're like, "No, no, no, we're fine, we're fine." No, we're not, dude. No, we need to reinvent college basketball the way it's played and the way the, and the season and who you play and everything else. To Billy's point, horse racing, boxing. Um, and baseball, and baseball. Right. that was the three. That was the three. That was all. Football was a joke. NBA, nobody watched the NBA or college basketball. It, they watched more high school basketball than college and NBA basketball back then. That was the only sports. And if you don't change, you will get crushed. The NFL changes every year, and they get better. So you better learn it. 
Thank you, Dad. Okay. Can I, can I have the car? No. Did you cut the grass Back yet? Back in my day. But did you cut the That's grass right. yet? Did you cut the grass, son? Uh, the front. Can't have a car till you cut both. Can I drive halfway there? Get, get out of my face. That's how fathers talk. Mm. Hey, Billy's. Yo. Have a good day. You're yeah. both. Uh, you're both kind of good. Yeah, we're we'll both awesome. Later. We know. We'll see, guys. Kind of good. good. <laughs> we'll be best. Best. See, I know you. All right. Later. Bye, boys. Bye, boys. Thank you. All right. Lots of pasta. Lots of lots pasta. Louisville.com. I think my wife is going there today. We're low on lunch meat. I like the baked ham and the roast beef and the so salsalito turkey. So good. She gets their sliced cheeses, and I grill her burgers or veggie burgers, and she puts the lots of pasta cheese on. We get the lots of pasta bread. The pasta, of course, and you might not think of them when you think lots of pasta, but they have great Mexican entrees, different burritos and quesadillas right there in the section to the right of the where the chips and dips are in the back corner by the coffee, you'll find the Mexican entrees, too. It's awesome at Lots of Pasta. Call ahead, 896-6361. They'll bring it out to you. I'm going to be honest with you right now and with the audience. Why start now? I know. I, uh, when we went over to Dave's house, my wife and I went over to Dave and Becky's house. And we went over for some, we just hang out with some folks out back. And we, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, our neighbors, because my neighbor Jeff worked yeah, with Yeah, he used dad. to work with my, my pops. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we told some old stories. It was great. But you started to cook the burgers. And the, and they looked good. Like you had them patted out in, I guess, a third or a half pound patties, you think? Got maybe? those from a butcher shop. Oh, my gosh. So they looked good. And you got the grill started up, and I was like, okay, okay, and then you started. But i got to tell you, there was a little doubt. I'll admit, I was in the back of my head, I was like, does Dave have this? Does he, and I'm just trying as a guy, as a man, and I'm near a grill, and I have opinions. You've criticized every other aspect of my life, so. Bingo. You had one more. So I had to go one more, boom, right there. I'll admit right now, that was one of the best burgers I've ever had. Awesome. It was cooked perfect. I think it was cheddar and... Uh, I forgot what was in that one. Whatever. Three different kinds. Oh, so good. The burgers were good. So anybody out there, Dave Jennings, not no little tiny little frozen kind of throw the burger on there, flip it once. This was a big mamma jamma. From the butcher. From the butcher. From the butcher. Knock your teeth in, Sonny Jim. Sonny Jim. Back after this. You know they're good burgers when they're about six bucks each. (laughs) They have kind of hard to screw them up. (laughs) They were so good, man. No, trust me. There's people out there that can screw them up. Oh, sure. All right, back after this, the afternoon underdogs, Dave Jennings, Tony Vanetti, were delivered by Papa John's on 790. Carity. The uh, turnaround for University of Louisville fighting Cardinal football team was amazing last year, not just on the field, but the culture with the players and the coaches. And their relationship was mended uh, from the last couple of years. And we're going to talk to one of the guys responsible for that, which is Brian Brown. He's the defense coordinator uh, for uh, the Cardinals. Bring Dwight in here, too. The defense got better. It wasn't great, obviously, last year. But one thing I lamented during Bobby's tenure, it's like as good as Lamar is, He's not recruiting much on defense, and this is going to catch up to them when they can't outscore people. And that's right. what they had last year because yep. Brian's defense has rocked at App State. He was a defensive backs coach and then D coordinator. And Louisville last year doubled up their sack totals and were much, much better. They'll get even better they, this year. They did. They got some recruits in, some transfers, yep. and they've shored up that defense. They want to stop the run. That's what they're uh, – run the ball, stop the run. That's, that's the deal that's worked in football for decades, and that's University of Louisville philosophy. I like it. I like it a lot. Sure. Show is delivered by Papa John's Pizza. Order online, papajohns.com. Doing something pretty cool. 
Pick out two of any of these things. They're six bucks each. The papadillas, those are brand new. Think huge pizza quesadilla. There are four varieties, a medium one-topping pizza, wings, cheese sticks, chicken poppers. Go to the website and see what you can pick out. Papajohns.com. Get at least two. They are six bucks each. Uh, Michael Jordan has pledged over $100 million over the next ten years uh, to... um to basically uh, Black Lives Matters, to to projects that that I guess that his team will deem. It's about ten million dollars a year is what he wants to. I'm sorry, yeah, about ten million dollars a yeah. year over the next ten years, uh, which should make some headway. There's a lot of money coming in. We're all praying that all the money goes to the right spots and they can make some make actual, some noticeable, measurable change. He's got to be better at this than than running a basketball team. Uh, racial equity, social justice. That's what uh, what they're looking for. So and U.S soccer is discussing their national anthem as we speak if you want about that oh, earlier if you've been antsy to travel cook and reeves can help you out cook the airlines who knows what's happening there get a luxury seven or nine person van if you break it down say you have two families a couple of kids each and a husband and a wife it's much less expensive than getting airfare and getting everybody to destin you can get in the van and then you've got a vehicle when you get down there and if you want a couple of mini road trips while you're there there's the vehicle and everybody fits they also do wheelchair transportation and they have used cars on the lot, too. Really good cars. AAA or BBB.org A+. Those, it's three Bs, not three As. That's Cook and Reeves, Vans.com. Defense coordinator for the University of Louisville, Fatty Condo. Oh, there's Dwight. Coach Brown is coming up next. So stick around right here on the afternoon. Underdogs, Dave Jennings, Tony Finetti, Dwight Witten on 790. KRD. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.